Thanks for tuning in. This is Sunday Recap, a weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For more recordings of our sermons, for recordings of our podcast, and to submit any questions or comments you might have, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. I'm Joey Colon, one of the assistant pastors here. I'm Chris Webster, the pastor of I Was Looking at My Laptop. <laughs> Jim Wilson. I don't know what I'm doing today, but I got a lot of it to do. <laughs> I'm Dave McMurray, teaching pastor. Well, this is uh, a new medium, not medium, a new uh, location, I guess, mm. for our podcast. I finally just got Chris and Jim to talk. We recorded a bonus episode uh, just before we started this episode, so mm. it might be attached at the end, or it might be its own thing, but we talked about why we um, chose to suspend our service this past Sunday and the Sunday before. Uh, good talk. I appreciated it. Um, I, I I don't know. I think it's, it's good. I'm proud of us and our team and our teams for responding and our ministry directors and leaders mm, yeah. for how they're responding and how they're figuring this all out. We're in it together. Uh, and what we're doing together is worshiping in the chaos, right? We're figuring mm. out how that works. Well so, so this week in our sermon series uh, on talking with God, the ancient art of prayer, we're in week four of a six or seven week series, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're talking about worshiping in the chaos. You went to Psalm 40 uh, this week. You were planning on doing something else originally. So I was planning on doing a worship sermon. I was planning on using the New Testament texts from Ephesians I guess it's 5 and Colossians 3 that talk about singing hymns to one another, sing uh, songs, hymns, spiritual songs. Um, and then I was also going to use Psalm 105. So I was already in the Psalms. I'd already outlined the sermon. Actually, I'd basically written the sermon. <laughs> and then all this craziness happened. And I was like, no, this is too positive. <laughs> we need to like it's go okay back and, and pull some of the lament <laughs> back in here. So I switched to Psalm 40, which has both all those positive aspects of, of where I'd been going with, with singing and worship, but it also had more of the chaos and social disruption, pain, worry, lament as well. It, it jams them together. So much so that I mentioned this in the sermon. Some critical scholars are like, oh, first half and second half, they've got to be two different psalms that someone stuck together on accident because it makes some people think it doesn't go together. Yeah. So you wanted to be more apocalyptic, apocalyptic. in the sermon. That was the goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and the world is mm-hmm. a little crazy right now. I think yeah. I think in Colleen, we haven't quite seen it as much as some other places yet, but it's, it's definitely coming, right? If we're following the suit of everyone else, people are going to be more crazy. Um, there's not going to be any toilet paper on the shelves. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, we're already there, dude. Are we already there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're I, there. <laughs> I social distance yeah. from from stores always, so <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't actually yeah. know. So we're already there. No, the toilet paper I disappeared did, last week. And okay. No shopping carts at the commissary at 9 o'clock this morning. Wow. Wow, well, yeah. I, I did read that. I actually read a great response from Purell to the coronavirus <laughs> and a great response from HEB to the coronavirus and how much they're in it for the community mm. and, and loving That's their great. neighbors and working hard. And That's cool. Shout out to all of our grocery store workers. We actually have yeah, some yeah. grocery store workers in our, yeah, yeah. In our church, you. in Thank our congregation. But and, you know, I think, I think it got 
a little crazy a little earlier in our community at the grocery stores. Because we were seeing Well, other because places, I think we've got medical. We're predominantly, our county is sure, sure. east side of the county is medical, mm-hmm. west side of the county is soldiers, a zillion teachers in between, tons of teachers. So I think those three people groups were like very conscious of what was happening. Um, sure. Because of their work, they they knew what was going on probably more than other communities that, that did not have cases yet. So. Okay. Makes sense. Well, I don't want to spend all our time talking about coronavirus, but you mm-hmm. did in your sermon, and yeah. so we will we will have to. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, anything else on why you chose Psalm 40? You ditched your sermon that you already had prepared. Yeah, Obviously, man. we're going to be getting that next week, I'm assuming. Or something, <laughs> it's right? thrown out. It's gone forever. Okay, gone forever. <laughs> Coronavirus ate my sermon. The sermon that never got preached. Oh, man. Yeah. A lot of the same ideas did get worked in. You should preach it from your bunker this week. Ooh, good yeah. idea. <laughs> Bonus sermon. That'll be pushing more content out, right? I, I will say that this Sunday, like speaking of preaching from your bunker, was a little weird and... Yeah. I mean, it felt weird to be in mm-hmm. in the building. You know, all of us were here. Um, staff was here, and then people who were getting baptized basically was was all that's here. So mm-hmm. we we actually had them sit in the front. So in the camera shot, it looked like there were people here. Some, <laughs> I mean, I I felt yeah. like that was comforting. Some, but yeah, yeah. But it, it was. It helped it me to preach weird. to a few faces, and I apologized to them beforehand. I was like, "You'll probably all get stared at more because there are, you know." Few of you, fewer, lesser, fewer, not as many. I was I had the thought that you've actually been prepping for this for a long time, doing with the Thursdays, sermon previews yeah. with oh, just like three yeah. people in the room. So I do the sermon yeah. preview on Thursday now. Joey got me doing this about a year ago, and sometimes it's just two of the assistant pastors. Yeah. Sometimes it's like five or six people, but it's never very many. Yeah, so you're ready. Yeah, I did think so too. Um, Thanks, guys. Thanks for getting me ready. <laughs> And and we tried to do a better job uh, with our live stream this week. We tried to get some more camera camera angles. I tried to get a shot from behind you guys, which I thought was a cool shot. Except uh, Aaron Riley pr- playing the the Congo. What was he playing? Djembe. Mm-hmm. The the djembe. That was my. Whenever, whenever he hit the bass, the whole camera would shake. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to be watching it. Like, oh, there's a build. I got to switch Boom. off of the shot. <laughs> that was my other sorrow. Is our main shot was just me and Rachel. And there was no, there was like ghost keyboard and ghost jimbe. I don't uh, think you ever saw Aaron or Eunice's face. So, so I'm sorry, so you Eunice could see and Eunice's Aaron. face you from did? a side shot. Oh, okay. Okay. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. I tried to get Aaron, but the only shot I got Aaron on was when he was walking back on stage. And his face was like an inch away from the camera. <laughs> so I felt horrible about it afterwards. I was like, oh, Oops. the only shot with Aaron in it. It was but, all, no, it was all a great metaphor for chaos. And it went with Dave Cern. Yeah, the yeah. cross was actually crooked, crooked most of the, the time. Crooked cross. Oh, I and probably like, bumped it during the baptism. Yeah. <laughs> and so I sn- had to sneak up and straighten it. But That's you couldn't great. really tell in the shot. It was just okay. a funny, like all That's these little great. things. Yeah, like, yeah. It was good. It was a good metaphor. And yeah. I was just confused because of. You know, it was a diff- slightly different, very slightly different order of service. So the whole time my brain is like, okay, mm-hmm. wait, do I say this the same way or do I say mm-hmm. this differently? You know, everything, yeah, everything we did. Dave doesn't do great with differences in the order of service. It I, just, I mean, it's a different rhythm. Yeah, yeah, rhythm throws me off. But we did have uh, tons of you join us, join us from home. We got some pictures and everything. I thought that was really cool. But um, I don't know. Any other thoughts on having church alone with us? I was, I was, I was kind of. There was an excitement. There was an, it, there was a little bit of a frustration too. But there is this exciting thing of like, 
we're taking over the world, we're spread out, there's singing happening. I know it's very scary yeah. to sing in your home. I, I was just thinking through that, like, mm. I would be weirded out, you know, holding my phone in front of my face and singing along. A but, lot of you did it on uh, your TVs, which yeah. I think is the way to yes. go. Yes, if you can do that, so, yeah. But, uh, but there was an excitement of, like we're you know we're still doing this thing mm-hmm. and we're we're spread out and uh, just the idea of the spread out praise especially during the music which is you know what i was thinking about was i just i was kind of excited too yeah. weird and excited open your windows so, yeah. right that's yeah. what you said <laughs> it's your neighbors mm. I, I had a pastor friend post that it said a million times from the pulpit the church is not a building well it's true then and it's true now where the church gathered to be the church scattered. Embrace the day. Mm. I was like, ah, such victory in that statement almost too, yeah. right? Yeah, that's we really gather good. to be the church scattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's talk about scattering to tell tell people, right? Mm-hmm. Worship tells others. Did you change your points last minute or are these actually accurate, the ones I have? Those are right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Worship tells others was your first main point. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, double-sided is killing me here, double-sided, Dave. Double-sided is confusing. Uh, worship reorganizes our life. And worship works during the worst of times. Anything about your big main points before we move into more specifics? Uh, I just want to apologize that I printed your notes double-sided. You should. I tried for 10 minutes to tell the computer not to, but it wouldn't listen to me. That's okay. You printed in color too, Jim. Are you tattling? (laughs) That's 90 cents. (laughs) For every one of these too, huh? Expensive notes. (laughs) Expensive notes. Oh man. All right. Anything on your main points? Worship telling others, worship reorganizing our life, and worship works during the worst of times? Mm. <laughs> no. Okay, cool. No. Uh, anything stand out to anybody? Wycliffe dancing? Mm. Wycliffe dancing. What does that mean, Joey? <laughs> He's reading my notes, which make no sense. This is so great. I like these notes. Uh, I may have spent too much time preparing for the bonus episode than I did for the extra episode. <laughs> ah, the okay. James, I was, I, I've always loved the James Noriega quote. Mm. We worshipped mm. our way into this mess and by God's grace we will worship our way mm. out. Yep. And I, as, a, as a musical worship guy I'm always kind of testing am I thinking too much of worship? Am I looking at everything through the framework of worship or is this really true? And I, I think I think this one still passes the test because yeah, we were created for worship. All of life is worship and mm-hmm. so the breakdown was a misdirection of worship or a mm-hmm. folding in upon ourselves. And um, I just I just love that as just this huge framework for all of life. What what went wrong and what's the way out? Um, and so, yeah, I just loved that you started with that good work. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was trying to blur between um, concrete singing as worship mm-hmm. and all of life worship. I was trying to purposefully blur mm-hmm. that line, recognizing that, that it is both. I mean, worship is both. So Jim was about well, to I was just thinking in the very introduction, the whole idea of don't deny the chaos. Yeah. I mean, there's this tendency among Christians to say, well, I should just put on a smiley face and look for the silver lining, mm-hmm. and everything's going to be wonderful, mm-hmm. and and we shouldn't do that. We should acknowledge, yes, it's mm-hmm. a mess. Yeah. Now what am I going to do next? Yeah. Who am I going to turn to? And the answer is we're turning to God. He's mm-hmm. got the answers. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. He's the ultimate helper. Yeah, and my my little intro story about going to the grocery store uh, was somewhat just intuitive, but actually in retrospect, I was like, oh, that, that worked pretty well. <laughs> I'm so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I did a good one. Well, because 
because I broke a rule. So one of my rules is don't share a personal story that makes me look like I mm-hmm. am the hero. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of that, but it was have. like, yeah, it's a good rule for a preacher because, yeah, you, you can't you can't sit for long under a preacher that thinks he's the hero. Um, but the the story was like um, that I was walking through the crazy grocery store. People were worried and scared looking, and I was like whistling and smiling. I texted my wife. People look scared, but I'm whistling and smiling at them in the name of Jesus, which I literally was. But, but then I joked and told the story while I was repeatedly wiping my hands with the cart wipes, you know? <laughs> and so I was trying to say that that's the tension we live in, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm wiping my hands. I'm wiping down. Like I was taking items off the shelf and like wiping them down and putting them in my basket and wiping off the, you know, the, the handle of the cart. But I was also trying to bring joy and, and whistle and have fun in it, you know? So that to me kind of had the two sides of, of worshiping in the chaos. I like that. That really is a fascinating thing to try to work out, especially here. Mm-hmm. Like, Like, I really appreciate that we do, we are honest about, you know, even in our service, like, this is strange that Mm -hmm. we're doing this, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. But it does, it does bring up to me that question of weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice, that versus a also help them get out of their weeping or, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, so that maybe it's just, it's a, the full story of come and, and empathize first Mm -hmm. and then give them hope, but don't, don't Mm -hmm. just, uh slap them in the face with a Bible, Yeah, recognize that, yeah, things are scary and hard mm-hmm. first. I don't know. But yeah. don't not give them hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Don't right. just say, yep, this is terrible, and just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's attention. Mm. Cool. So, mm. But worshiping does tell others. It has to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you said start with your close friends. Um, you gave some examples on how to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just specifically sharing your story with other people, tell, tell them about. Uh, a lot of small groups do this. A lot of small groups have time where they just say, we're going to go around the circle, you know, maybe one person a week, um, and just share your faith story, how you came to faith, how you grew in faith, you know, what that all has looked like. Um, so it's really helpful to practice that in community, and people that already kind of maybe know half of your story. Because um, I think we jump real quickly to kind of, cutting edge evangelist, uh, my most atheistic friend, I've got to like just focus on them and tell them my story. And so we kind of go from zero to 60 really fast. And that feels artificial and weird to even bring it up to that person. So I think we just want to get in the habit of being transparent people that are sharing our story with everybody. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different for every personality, surely. But mm-hmm. I, the way I think about it too, I, and I need this reminder again and again, is mm-hmm. I think of the passage about seasoning your conversations with salt. Mm. For me, it's like I would love to, in normal everyday life, I would like to take out churchy words and mm-hmm. things that even smack of of like just religiosity mm-hmm. and too 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 far, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 so for me, it's kind of like opening that filter back up and saying. Mm-hmm when there's times when I'm just feeling blessed by God and like thankful for what he's done or what the weather is like, let that, let that come out mm-hmm. even around people who don't believe in God, you know, don't filter out that because I know they don't believe it, but yeah, you know what I'm, that, that's the, that's what oh, yeah, it that's, sounds like to me. Like that's really helpful. Cause we, I mean, we actually say, I mean, one of the phrases I'll say is we try to do worship in a way that eliminates churchy language and, you know, trying to translate it, but that can go too far where you're like, I don't want to mention anything about church or faith. At all. And like, that's not the idea. The idea is to eliminate um, lingo 
that is like a barrier to people. Um, but, but yeah, that's a tension in our life. I, I talked to one guy, this was at a conference a few years ago, and he said he tries to out himself in relationships yes. as quickly as possible. He tries to just slip in there like, oh, good to meet you, neighbor. Yeah, I go to Grace Bible Church and, uh, or I'm a Christian or, you know, he just like, he tries to like, mm. just get it out. This is who I am and it's a part of my life quickly without the like, and so let's talk about faith right now, but just getting it out on the table. And he finds that that makes it easier to talk about things as their relationship progresses. I think that's good. There, yeah, I love that. I think there's there's a reaction from the maybe the 90s church t-shirt, church bumper sticker mm-hmm. movement, mm-hmm. the WWJD bracelet mm-hmm. era, yeah. you know, but like... I do feel we've probably gone too far. It's a, it's a check for me again, and this is mm-hmm. not preaching at people, but trying to process myself. But um, even that, like, would you put a fish on your car? Maybe not. Maybe it's anything. Put a Grace Bible Church logo on your car, mm-hmm. and that's that same feeling. Well, no, because why? But should I? Because why? You know, this whole like. Well, then everything I do will be judged based on that lens. And what if I accidentally cut someone off in traffic and? But there, that's the that mm. feel like that's what he's doing is he's mm. he's almost pushing himself into this place of being a representative of Jesus mm. and owning that and that's mm-hmm. there's something risky and scary and maybe good. Mm. I'm not saying church bumper stickers are what we all should do always, but I have thought about that that thing of like mm. if everyone knew all the time that I'm a Christian, is that a good or bad thing and why? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and and that's what I'm talking about too of. When we say this, this tell others, sometimes we can go all the way to this perfect, full gospel presentation. That's what I need to be doing. And I'm, I'm trying to like say yes, but you can build a foundation of, uh, man, praise God for this weather. Like that sounds cheesy, but if that's actually how I'm feeling, like say that. And man, I'm so thankful for what are, you know, just little mentions of mm-hmm. I, I believe in God and mm-hmm. I, you know, and I, whatever, you know, don't, don't, mm-hmm. um, yeah, don't don't pray for people to see you, but there is a like a mm-hmm. backed up version of that that's like, do you ever talk about what actually matters to you the most? We yeah. would, should all do that in some it, way, right? I think I think it goes too with this idea. Some people think like, well, I didn't share the gospel if I haven't shared the full gospel and all the steps and everything hundred percent. But it something maybe when I was in college there was a little movement on this, but the idea that we're constantly preaching the gospel and, and we should be sharing the gospel. And at some point you should give a full picture of it, but, but you can be giving parts and, mm. you know, yeah. almost the three circles method where mm. maybe we're just talking about one circle right now, but mm. you're my neighbor and we're going to talk again and let's, and we'll move to the next or, mm. or whatever. But like, you know, if we feel like we constantly have to give the whole gospel and, and your sinner and you're dying. Yeah. And if you don't this and that, like if we did, don't do that all the time, then we're not doing it right is like a feeling we have. Well, and I thought that was in the, in the text real strongly with the, like, I, I can't, I can't say it all. You know, I can't tell what's uh, verse nine. Yes. I'll proclaim and tell of them yet. They are more than can be told, you know, it's just, so we should carry that sense of awe of like, dude, I, I couldn't even unload it on you how good the good news is. I couldn't give you all of it, but I can give you most of it or part of it or what, the spirit leads or allows for today, you know, so. Yeah, it, yeah and I think yeah. There's, a, there's a way in which we try to take control thinking mm-hmm. we are responsible for what happens to this mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. Right. when it's the spirit 
working through what we say in them. Mm -hmm. And so we have to release that and just know that all I'm responsible for is worshiping God in my conversation and saying, I love Jesus because, mm-hmm. you know, this is what he did to me and for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you hit that really well, Dave, too. The tell the gospel badly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but do it. Start and you'll get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think it's even a quote anymore because I'm quoting myself, quoting him a few times. <laughs> it's a, it's a yep. rough paraphrase. But yeah, it's uh, the best way to get better at it is by doing it badly. And you said start with close friends, start mm-hmm. with people that you trust almost, right? And tell them you trust Jesus and then you can move on more and more to different people who it might be a little harder for. You can practice mm-hmm. on people. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. me let me say one last thing that's, that's really important to me. Uh, do it in the way God has made you as well. Mm, like, yeah. like not just, yeah, I don't know, man. We just, I feel, well, maybe I do. I don't know about we, maybe you guys do. But this, <laughs> like, that's the way to do it. Watching some great evangelist evangelized mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the way to do it and writing off all the ways that god has specifically wired me to share the gospel um and you know obviously to me that comes back to music i, I but i just i know any any like look at your hobbies look at the things you love yeah can you use that as a, a conversation starter can you use mm-hmm. that as a way to rub elbows with people who need to know about jesus like don't write off that you've been wired to to reach a certain people and a certain mm-hmm. type of person and and you you have a unique take on the gospel that mm-hmm. is beautiful and needed and so um yeah just that that as well don't like take yeah. do some do some homework on man i love gardening what do i do with that do i join a garden club and start talking to people do i mm-hmm. uh, do i share my produce with others and tell them that that jesus loves them i don't know what that is it just, mm-hmm. does that make sense like yeah. i just think that's a thing we need to say again and again and again yeah that's really good and i try to encourage people specifically with gifted evangelists or gifted apologists, you know, who are giving reasons for the faith. We learn from them and watch them primarily to encourage ourselves as believers so that we can then have our rough, less gifted conversation with our friends, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to keep those two things separate because, because exactly like you're saying, we, we watch the world's greatest apologist, you know, and we're like, oh, I'm not that smart. I'm never going to talk to anybody, you yeah. know? And, and that's, that's not the point that like what he's saying, maybe you can watch him with your friend or you can watch him and be encouraged and then have a, have a rough conversation with your friend. Those are the two options, but the watching him and then imitating him perfectly, that that's not really realistic. So. For almost anybody. For almost anybody, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Worship reorganizing our life. That was English. Worship mm-hmm. reorganizes our life, point two. Yeah. Um, I had subpoints on this one, yeah. guys. Yeah, you did. I was taught to do subpoints in seminary, but I never do them because I'm just not that good. There's not enough time for subpoints. Yeah, yeah. My brain's just not that organized, but it just came out this week in the text. Speaking of time, I will say that people were like, man, was, was Dave really short this week i was like well he was 40 minutes long it's shorter than he's been recently anyways that was uh, five minutes closer to the time i aim for yeah good work you should just always say time flies when you're having fun mm. glad you're having fun but don't mimic him it's not your job to be just like him yeah uh worship reorganizes our life mm. our lives our life mm. Any thoughts on that? Hard obedience you talked about. You talked about corporate identity some. Mm-hmm. Um, the inclusio of the great congregation. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, ideas. So 
I was just fascinated by the tension there of we tend to, well, actually, some of the debate about closing church is between the the great congregation people and the hard obedience people, right? Mm. So the hard obedience people are like, we're the church, wherever we are, who cares, you know? <laughs> and then the, the great congregation people are like, we're only the church if everything's in place and it's formal and public. And that that's a tension of who we, who we are to be as God's people. We are to be a corporate organization that has public meetings. The, the New Testament definitely pushes us in that direction. But that's a lot harder for the persecuted church to pull off, and it's a lot harder for us to pull off when there are pandemics. Um, but we also can't be that without the hard obedience. And so I just loved how that that worked together in verses six through ten. He's he's knitting together hard obedience, and then this this great assembly, this great congregation. We would call it big church, you know. So I think that's a beautiful balance of how we do the Christian life. Thoughts, ideas, silence. I feel like I just was preaching. I remember. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, Go for it. Good. I'm yeah. like, all right, next yeah. point. Jim's going to say something. I can see Jim's going to say something. Yeah, I think he is too. <laughs> I was just thinking about process uh, that we go through in our lives as God uh, changes us mm-hmm. and moves us from people who are doing whatever we want to do uh, to worshiping him in a more concrete way. And it starts taking over uh pieces of our lives that we wouldn't have anticipated and and moves them towards worship. Mm-hmm. And so it mm-hmm. does really reorganize and reprioritize your life mm-hmm. uh, because you are doing things you didn't do before because of what God has done in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's really fascinating and something really good to just reflect upon. How has God changed my life mm-hmm. since he did the quickening of my heart? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and being an active part of the corporate is such a funny word, but yeah, the group identity, the larger I used corporate on purpose because uncomfortable. There you go. Well, <laughs> well, it's making me think things. I, so, so, but my thought is being an active part of shaping the corporate identity and mm. and and encouraging and doing that. I, I do think we've probably our most corporate interactions are probably with brands now. And it's made me think mo- mm. so many brands have stolen this church idea. They've, they've turned into activism and mm. cause causes. And it's like, man, you just make shoes. Like you make <laughs> shoes, but they make them real well. They make them- <laughs> uh, but so if you think mm. about, okay, what's, what's this, this quote unquote liturgy we've been trained in, it is this brand liturgy of, I'm going to identify with whatever Nike until they go against hmm. something I don't like or until they make a mistake or until w- whatever. And then guess what I'm going to do? Stop buying from them. Hmm. So that's, that's, that's our interaction. <laughs> with the, so it's like, I feel like I belong to something and I'm a part of something and I want to agree with everything they ever do or say, hmm. um, because that's what they've walked us into is we are activists. You are, you're adopting a lifestyle you are driving in the mountains. You're not just a Toyota driver. And yet you it's still are, consumerism. Yes, yes. Simultaneously. And, and, and you can instantly just, mm-hmm. I'm done with you, see you yeah. later. Yeah. And so I do see that happen a ton with mm-hmm. people in churches. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm with you as long as I never disagree with anything you ever do or say and you never mm-hmm. make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that, I'm stopping buying from you, yeah. Nike Church. Yeah. Um, instead of God's called me to be, I don't know what you call it, 
one of the CEOs of this church, one of the one of the you know the people Investors, that is the a partner, yeah, Stake, stakeholder, stakeholder. Yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah. in, yeah, yeah, man, that's a great. That, there's a yeah. great metaphor, right? Like I am in it for the for you know to an extent, right? Like <laughs> we've got hills to die on a knot, but but man, really, um, you are the church, and um, so that going from that heart identity, identity or the heart obedience and God's grabbed you and he's taught you to love him and and you're on fire for him and you're trying to humbly repentantly seek after him and follow him and bringing that to the church and saying this is not Nike this is me as a part of what God has made Mm -hmm. I'm a part of this body this is Mm -hmm. you know if I leave this it's going to be an arm chopped off um, Mm -hmm. kind of experience and that's just a bigger picture so yeah that's good. Long metaphor. There you go, guys. Good mm. work. <laughs> good. Well, thoughts, ideas on that? I Because we did the bonus episode before we started this one, I have no clue. I'm in a time warp continuum. Did we talk about this point for 10 minutes? I don't know. Did we talk about it for an hour and a half? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome uh, to my world, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually, how I feel every moment. Usually uh, in it to win it. <laughs> well, we'll move to main point three, and all of our things blur anyways. Good. So... Worship works during the worst of times uh, from uh, Psalm 40, verse 11 through 17. Um, And your illustration was the coronavirus. So we can't escape the coronavirus even talking about it here. Mm. It's it's Mm -hmm. haunting us. Mm -hmm. Um, Thoughts on it? Should we worship until only when things are going well? Good little rhyme there. Did you do it on purpose? Oh, what about when the economic downturn hurts? What about when we lose someone we love? How should we worship when things are hard? Mm. Thoughts, ideas. There's basically not much on the sheet Almost for me to no go notes off for of. you there, Joey. You just You're just going to have to remember everything so I said think? in the third point. It was point. so hard. I, I had a really hard time paying attention because yeah. I was running the live stream and I was yeah. trying to be all fancy and stuff. And, <laughs> and things were not working in yes. a fancy way, so... All right. I'd be like, put this camera on the screen, and then the other camera shows up. I'm like, well, I kinda, what just happened? I kind of went back and pulled in some of the lament stuff from Psalm. Yep. There we go. I was not talking to the mic. I went back and pulled in some of the uh, <laughs> some of the lament stuff from Psalm 42. Um, and as I said, that's really why I picked Psalm 40 instead of Psalm 105 and Colossians 3, and kind of switched my my worship text um, because this held them together. Uh, and so the Christian life is worshiping when things are really hard it's also worshiping when he just pulled us out of the pit and we're feeling it you know and we're like he just saved me everything's awesome um it's also worshiping when we're just unsure we're scared we're nervous we feel like we're under condemnation or or we're dying our health is is bad um and so went back to that illustration too of we're actually praising god when we come to him with our problems um and that's that should be an active part of our of our worship. I just connected two funny things in my head, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's an important thought to, uh, I feel like worship is also like, a f- well, well, gathered worship, so specifically worship gathered together, the singing part, the, the communion, the you know, all these things we get to do together. 
to think of those as a fire drill, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I was we were I was just seeing some church put out a it was a, basically a, a knockoff of the office. Do you remember what it was? Uh, Dwight did a, uh, he like pretended to light the building on fire and and one freaked of the everybody out. most <laughs> the horrible Sorry, and funny episodes ever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I don't remember what he did, but there was smoke coming in, and it was basically this people were completely freaking, freaking out. out. He and like so, trapped people and lit a smoke bomb. Yeah, yeah. So people thought so it was a real fire. His idea was, <clears throat> we're gonna see if you guys are really trained and ready for this, and so, <laughs> so but they're just throwing things and killing each other and whatever it was. <laughs> but it just made me think of I've I've just been lately thinking a lot about the fact that. We, th- we can think of musical worship or gathered worship, I should say, bigger than musical, but the gathered worship as just a slice of our whole life worship. Mm-hmm. And it is that. It is just one segment of it. But I also ke- want to keep encouraging people that it is it is practice. It is building muscles. It is, it is like so many aspects of it are preparing you for what you're going to need to do outside of this room. Um, uh you know, you're gonna you're gonna need to pay attention. You're gonna need to focus back on God's word. You're gonna need to. So when something, so so again, back to that. This is like a fire drill thing, and like you're saying, worship works during the worst of times. I think the way God has built it is, you should have been worshiping already before the worst of times, mm-hmm. so that you're ready in the worst of times to keep going. So it's gonna be really difficult. It, by God's grace, He can do that. But when the hardest thing hits, it's gonna be really difficult if you have not practice worshiping before then to just say okay now i'm gonna worship like mm-hmm. more than likely you're just gonna start throwing chairs you, you don't mm-hmm. you right like um so that's why th- there is this beautiful pattern of meeting together and and refocusing on god's word and practicing walking life together and um, there's just so many things i could talk forever about but but that's that's one thing i want to say is it matters so much what you have rehearsed before everything goes to heck and there's mm-hmm. chaos like mm-hmm. so Hmm. Cool. And look for the helpers. Look for the look helpers. For Jim Halpert grabbed the copy machine and was using it as a battering ram to try to get the door open. Way to go, Jim. Yeah, well, somebody took a chair and was banging against the vending machine to try and get food out, too. So I don't watch The Office, never have, but I have, I have seen the meme. You see the memes fly People by. climbing into the ceilings. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, don't let it be crazy. Look for the helpers. Be a helper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I finished with Second Corinthians four. Yeah, you did. And I love, I love, I love that passage. You want to read it, or you just want to talk about loving it? <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> you don't have to read it. I was just want to read it. I say too many things. Anybody else love it? I love it. I'll okay. read it. All right. Wait, I've been talking too much. Jim, can you Jim, please read, read it. that for I gotta us? find it first. <laughs> it's is on it the double-sided back side notes. Oh, of the second page of a third note. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body of the death of Christ, 
Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be also manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Yes. Yeah, I think, especially in light of coronavirus, we're always about death, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Mm -hmm. We're, drill. we're always thinking about it. It's mm -hmm. not like mm -hmm. this is new for us, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like loving our neighbor isn't what's new for us. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Like none Being of, none inconvenienced of be to help others is not new. Yeah. Mm. Facing physical death and emotional pain, and, you know, all these, all these things that are all kind of mixed together, economic downturn, all these things are swirling around simultaneously. Mm. Um, and we we run into that, you know, we, we try to be the helpers as you were saying earlier to bring it back to Mr. 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 Rogers. Rogers. I love that little ending point where he says, we are being given over to death for Jesus sake. So the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So our, our flesh is dying and we're, we're like, we're running after that. You know, we're, we're not running mm -hmm. away from that. We're, we're running after that saying, yeah. We're giving ourselves up. You know, we're jars of clay. We know we're jars of clay. We know we're frail. We know we only have a limited amount of time. And so we're, we're giving ourselves to others. And he says, so death is at work in us, but life in you. So, so it's, it's almost the exact opposite of the virus in a sense. There's this transmission, this contagion that we're passing on, but we're passing on life. resurrection life, yeah. you know, which is, which is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, well, I want to, move towards ending i don't know if we need to end this minute i don't know if you have other thoughts but in in the idea and i don't remember if we talked about it in the bonus part or in this but mm -hmm. the idea of how you can do that and look at ways that you can do that how can you help share the gospel how can you uh translate his song and sing it to others right mm -hmm. maybe that really looks like songs for you and maybe yeah. this becomes a time of musical creativity and ways you can share the gospel maybe it looks like uh, art maybe it looks like um, I don't know fixing cars or breaking things or I don't know just can Jim just can noticing what there is uh, the beauty yeah. that sure. God has given us around us uh, the, yeah. the things that happen that you go wow yeah. God did that yeah, yeah just reminding yourself oh I wait I prayed for that and it's happening yeah, yeah. Mm. or or even maybe it will be stillness right mm -hmm. maybe stillness is whatever. Uh, we're we're going to work through what that looks like for us. I'm going to push Dave to create a lot more content when he's in the office. More content. We'll see. We'll see what that looks like. I'm thinking if I put you on the spot right now, I don't know how he'll feel about it later, but I'm thinking, I'm, cool I'm thinking maybe we can get him to, to maybe do our Lent prayer guide every day live on, on, on the interwebs for y'all. I don't know. Oh, it'd be we'll fun. see. I don't yeah. know. We'll talk about ideas and I thoughts. just did a lecture on Calvin for a private school and, uh, Calvin preached like 27 hours a day. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how he did it because it's not physically possible. That's exponential growth. Yeah, right there. exactly. Uh, well, well, I just want to encourage y'all and encourage us to love our neighbors well, to figure out what that looks like, to look at what it looks like to be the helpers. Mm. I want to encourage you um, to, uh, I'll give you one patriotic push and one uh, biblical push. How about mm. that? Mm. The biblical push is James 4, 8. Wash your hands, you sinners. Mm. <laughs> the patriotic push is ask not what staying home on your couch can do for you, 
but what staying home on the couch can do for your country. Um, That's good. But not really. It's not. You should run for president. Not really good. <laughs> I'm not doing that ever. But just want to uh, encourage with, with, with the ideas of, of loving our neighbors and, and encourage you to look into what that looks like mm-hmm. for you, for your life, in your situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I guess, encourage people to not be afraid to to reach out to us too, right? Like we've suspended our services and closed large gatherings, but please call us, email us, comment on the streams when streams are happening. Mm. Um, come to the office during the week. We'll be here. Keep a safe distance from us, but we're we're going to be here. I mean, yeah. seriously though, yeah, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. like we're not going to just say, come on in and, and let's hug and yeah. kiss and whatever but no kissing no large gathering um, but we're here but we're here come yeah. talk uh, mm-hmm. especially you know as things maybe progress into more of staying at home and staying away from work and and whatever how can you reach out to your neighbors and love your neighbors we don't all have mm-hmm. balconies like in Italy and they're singing and doing karaoke together but, ah, but have you seen that that's it's beautiful that's cool it's beautiful yeah. huh. um, but, but how can you do that yeah. right what does that look like for you um, anyways. And can I recommend one more thing? If you're podcasting during your uh, time at home, uh, there's a podcast called This Cultural Moment, and I've recommended it before on our podcast. And they talk a lot about major cultural shifts and the shift from pre-Christian to Christian era and then from Christian to post-Christian era, which is where we are now. And we're seeing this kind of uh, disintegration disintegration of the secular <laughs> Sorry. age. Say that word again. Disintegration or disintegration? It's both. So which, I, I was emphasizing the one part of it to <laughs> which word do you mean get you know? to pay attention. It's the same thing. It's the same word. So disintegration is the word. I just purposely mispronounced it. Joey's face is great right Whoa. now. Whoa. Um, <laughs> to emphasize, we're seeing the, the lack of integration, right? Um, we're seeing the secular worldview fall apart before all this happened. And then now what we're seeing right now is this great weird moment in history across the world like we've not seen in a long, long time. And so if you want to kind of step back and think about this cultural moment, I found that podcast really helpful to to Mm -hmm. see from a faith perspective, like God's always doing things in these major cultural shifts. Like God's always at, at work there. Um, bringing his grace through his people. And so it's been really encouraging to me before any of this happens. So, Any other recommendation things, I guess? I have a random thing. I saw Kelsey's on our Facebook Live, and I'm going to read it live. She had shared a quote. Um, she doesn't know where it's from. But Kelsey, our nursery director, said, one of the things that should be said more to those joining a church family is this, be prepared to forgive and ask forgiveness often. And I love that. I was actually going to say, shifting that also into um, when you're stuck at home with your kids, like church family, this is a chance to, to be the gospel for them. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of that's going to be repentance and, you know, you're not used to being together this often possibly. And mm-hmm. um, I know <laughs> but my wife and I were talking about what the kids were doing during the live stream and it was not the most proper uh, stillness and singing. So families, we know that's hard. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, remember, this is a chance to show grace and show real life to them and bring them into the process of, man, this is hard and strange, but let's learn together. So um, anyway, thanks, Kelsey, for sharing that anonymous quote. <laughs> or unknown quote, I guess. Unknown. <laughs> um, uh, un- 
Discredited. Disintegrated. Disintegrated. <laughs> Disintegrated. Oh, my goodness. Disintegrated. We've lost it. We've gone too long. Uh, other resources. I know lots of zoos and museums are doing free, like, online virtual tours of zoos oh. and museums. Cool. Maybe we can find links to that, or y'all mm. could share them if you have them in the stream. Um, I know several um, Mets are doing free like daily operas and uh, string things. Mm. We've seen, I think your wife maybe shared, sorry, string like quartets, violins and <laughs> cellos and oboes mm. and things. Not oboes, I don't know. Elbows? Elbows. Head, shoulders, knees and toes. Mm. Um, I think uh, your wife shared a free painting class maybe oh yeah oh. she um, mentioned that to me yeah huh. i saw that there's some free cpr not certification but like cpr classes so there's lots of people who are being helpers and uh, mm-hmm. and who are putting things out so i uh, i know goth not gospel coalition um new city catechism mm-hmm. has a curriculum out that you can use now uh i don't know if that's free and if it's not it needs to be new city catechism <laughs> fix it yeah uh, other resources, things that you guys have seen uh, that people are doing? In previous flu epidemics or outbreaks, uh, they realized that being outdoors really did help people. So yep. that's just another reminder, you know, going for a walk and sitting in your backyard or your front porch or what, you know. Yeah, I think I think when we hear social distancing and stay six feet apart and mm-hmm. stay at home, et cetera, and don't go to work, we, we don't get this full picture. Social distancing, you can be in your backyard. Mm-hmm. You can go on walks mm-hmm. as long as you stay away from people. You can mm-hmm. go to parks. I wouldn't play on the playground probably, but you can yeah. go run in the grass and, and spread out. Um, you can, I mean, what's they're saying, if you have to drive somewhere, drive alone. That doesn't really work with families, but mm. maybe your family stays alone and you're trying mm. to keep your, your uh, family and your, I guess, f- unit from interacting with too many others to help mm. slow the spread is our goal or mm-hmm. the goal, not our goal necessarily. But yeah. So you can still be outside. You can go on walks. You can go to parks. Mm. Just keep your distance from people. Mm. I'm going to start a, a World of Warcraft tournament with our entire church. Well, I did <laughs> start, I did start twitching uh, <laughs> myself played. playing yeah. Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. Puppy, Use this time to start exercising people. Do not start playing video <laughs> games, please. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I've never played World of Warcraft, just for the record, but that sounded like a funny thing to say. <laughs> That's literally what you're doing on your laptop right now. I'm winning. I'm on a campaign. Is that what you call it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I did contemplate. This is, this is probably the saddest in our house right now is baseball. Oh. It's oh. the saddest part of this oh, for... Right. Claudia has been asking, and... Without, I mean, so baseball season ended, you know, October timeframe, World Series is over, whatever, blah, blah, enough drama about that, don't even want to talk about the drama behind all that, (laughs) but she was sad, because we watched baseball, you know, maybe once a week we'd watch a game or something, but she really enjoys it, enjoyed it, would pretend to be the pitcher and the batter, et cetera, loves baseball, Mm -hmm. and so she has been asking us, unprompted, because we told her baseball doesn't come back till April, so about once a week she'll say like, how much longer till April? When's April? Mm. And so now I'm like, what are we going to do without baseball? We were getting so close. Yeah. We were telling her it's so close. 
And now, I mean, we can't even watch spring training games right now. That's all. It's all yeah. kids. Now you can go outside and play baseball. You know, and, <laughs> and we do already, <laughs> and we have. But our kids were your kids' age when September 11th happened. Yeah, and we were going to go sure. to a balloon glow, and trying to explain to our kids. Well, some naughty people tried to hurt somebody, so we're not having the balloon glow. You know, like it's hot air balloons having a big event outside, and they were so sad. It you was guys so hard. are missing this opportunity to say, listen, child, this has become an idol in your life, and <laughs> yes. you need to put it to death. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> I, would, I really want to see a video of Claudia pretending to play baseball. That is my request. I'm that needs sure to I have it on my phone. Okay. I'll, I'll try and find yeah. it and put it up. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Not really. I don't put my children in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Other thoughts, ideas, ways to stay sane when you're quarantined for the next two weeks, maybe? Do, do you, I, would, I would say um, for sure the thing that comes to mind is if you if this is a totally new thing for you, like your kids are stuck at home from school, then usually aren't, build a new rhythm and make, sure. make Bible reading a part of it. Like, like a schedule. I think when right. I think when when your schedule's disrupted, I see this happen on vacations too. When a schedule is thrown out, the Bible goes by the wayside too. So be careful mm. of that. I need to be careful of that. Um, I'm going to try to do that as well. But but maybe this is a new chance to say, mm. "What's our new morning routine? We're going to do this and this and this." Yeah, yeah. yeah That's that a really good a word. Practical. And this is my grandbaby. She's really cute for the live stream. <laughs> no way you can see that. <laughs> We won't. We won't put her in the show notes either. <laughs> you can find her on Facebook. Get really close to the camera, you can. Dave. No, Do don't. It. Please don't. Oh, no. oh, oh, no. oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's happening. Okay. It's happening. Hold on. There's the delay. I couldn't see you. Well, it, it happened. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, y'all good? We we done? Anything else? Jim's done. We're so close to ending. I feel like we need to drag it out a little more. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm what are we sure. Have for lunch, guys. It. Let's decide on the podcast. Do you guys want to go to lunch? I'd love to. Can we continue the live stream? Can we just carry it with us? <laughs> it's, it's portable. Just it's the camera. Right does the battery work? It does. It's all charged up. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to end us. Can okay. I end us? Thanks yes. for tuning in. It's been Sunday Recap. We've had fun. It's been different. It's been real. Uh, look out for the bonus episode if you're listening via podcast. Uh, it should be in your stream shortly. If you're watching this on video, you probably saw the bonus episode because it was first in the stream. Hmm. But check out begrace.org slash podcast. As always, uh, if you want more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. Uh, during this pandemic, Chris will be releasing a new website. I want to. Can I, Dave? Sure. Okay. It's happening. Begrace.org. Check it out in the next couple of days. Uh, but do do follow us on social media. Check your emails. We'll be sending updates about what we're doing in response to coronavirus. Uh, we'll keep you informed. If you have questions, you can always call the church office, um, 254-690-1728. Maybe. I don't know. I think that's the number. Email office yeah. at begrace.org. Uh, I don't know. We want to be in touch with you and keep you in the loop. We want to help you. Uh, we want to help be helpers and help you be helpers. So check us out. And helpers we'll be done. helping helpers help. Helping hands, helping hands. God made me with helping hands. Mm, amen. <laughs> <laughs>